We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. People are looking at Chelsea's results to justify some sort of negative opinion on Eden Hazard's false nine effectiveness. And we shouldn't care. It's not his best role. I don't disagree with that. (laughs) But to say that he's not good at it, or that he can't saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not good at it. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Starting Eleven. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Andrew, uh, well, I can say I'm welcoming myself back from the international break, and I actually <laughs> took an international break. Uh, I was able to experience a little bit of the culture of Rome. No games, unfortunately, but um, quite the city. Um, but uh, it's a fun city. It's, I was there a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, it probably looks a, exactly the same. Uh, that's one of the few cities where you can say the buildings probably don't change very often. Probably not, I, yeah. <laughs> I was doing the modern part of Rome when I was at, like, the Vatican. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about Rome is that you kind of were walking down a street and you're like, okay, like, it feels like I was there in 1999. And you're like, oh, it feels like 1999. And all of a sudden you turn the corner and you're like, oh. That building is much older than 1999. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And you, you can get a building from the 500s, from the 1500s, and like modern times, yeah. all within your view at one moment in time. Yeah. Um, I specifically I remember like, turning a corner and seeing the Pantheon, and I was like, whoa. Yes. Yeah. That's not what I was expecting to turn <laughs> coming out of this corner. <laughs> yeah, there's like a really good gelato place right by the Pantheon, sure too. Is. So. Yeah. Or there at least there. I mean, there's probably one everywhere. So. Uh, uh, do you remember the name of it? Was it called Gialiti? It might have been, but I have no idea. I can't imagine <laughs> the same gelato place is open. No, no, this place is an institution. It has Maybe. a line. It has a line for like 20 minutes. You have to. There's, it has it's special. <laughs> it's special. Well, it's weird. You know, I'm a New Yorker. That's how you judge things. Yeah, sure. Um, but basically, this one place you have to do wait on two different lines, and they're all in. They're, it, it's the weirdest thing. You pay first, and you get your receipt, and then you hand your receipt to the people who make the the gelato, and the line that then the line to pay gets so long that it cuts into the line to wait to actually get your gelato made, and it, it's a, it's it's total chaos. I was gonna say it sounds like chaos. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's absolute anarchy in there, uh, and. <laughs> Basically, and the queuing system, and everyone's just kind of cool with it. They're like, yeah, whatever, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, queuing chaos is just a thing in Europe, apparently. Yeah. Um, but we have, we actually do have soccer to talk about now. We do. Um, so, 
you know, the, the double game week was announced for all of the postponed games for the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup or both or whatever. Um, and, you know, people are going to probably be looking for strategies as to when they should make their changes. Should they just make their double game week changes on the week of the of the game week of the double game week? Or are you going to try to maybe beat the crowd a little bit if, they, if there's any value in doing that? Uh, I think there's kind of a pretty clear plan if you have all your chips left. Um there are a bunch of people who have like a free hit that you can still like I'm I'm way behind uh, in terms of what I can do. Like I've already used my wild card and I use my free hit already. Um, the free hit I used during that Tottenham double game week that um, I mean, there were other people that used it. Um, I did it while fading Harry Kane, which worked out all right because he got hurt in one of those matches. But um and I i can't say, I can't remember if I said I wildcarded. Basically, I had injuries that I, you know, I was going to just free fall if I didn't actually do anything. So I um, had actually meant to triple captain Mo Salah last week to kind of make up for only having five or six guys in my lineup. Completely forgotten, of course, he had four goals so um, and an assist. But yeah, I think it's like one of these, you want to actually wildcard kind of a week before so that you can then, um, you want to wildcard the week before your double game week so that you can use one of your other chips uh, during the double game week. So if you want to use your triple captain or your bench boost um, or the all-out attack, like you want to, you can't use a chip in the same week you wildcard, so you, you have to wildcard before or you have to do your free hit. Uh, or Your free hit's actually one of the chips. So like you look at the schedule and make sure you're doing it before. It seems like all of the, or most of the matches are going to be in 34, game week 34, uh, there are some that are still to be decided, but those are most likely going to be in game week 37. So if you're going to wild card, you should do it in either 33 or 36. Yeah, and that means next week if you're going to be right. doing the wild card right. next week. So uh, you know, exciting times coming up in the you know closing the closing stages of the season here. Um, we lots of games to get through. We have actually have a full game week uh, starting on Saturday. Our uh, set back to 7:30 in the morning special here because uh, I was there in Europe when they did daylight savings time. Fun. And... <laughs> you actually yep. lost two hours in this year. Look at you. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, and jet lag was was rough. Uh, one of the uh, one of the days, huge headache. Anyway, uh, Mo, speaking of Mo Salah, your forgotten triple captain, uh, he travels to uh, to Leftist Road to take on Crystal Palace along with the rest of Liverpool. Uh, in a game where we are likely to see a lot of offense. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw goals on both sides here, um, maybe similar to the 5-1 affair of uh, of Liverpool two weeks ago, but or five, it was 5-0. But um, so maybe, you know, I'm not sure if they'll do 5-0 by themselves, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were five goals. I think it's reasonable. I mean, Crystal Palace kind of, not that they need results every time out and that they're going to have to overdo things against... Liverpool, but um, the first matchup at Anfield was actually close. I mean, it was months ago. It was literally the second match of the season. Daniel Sturridge started for Liverpool, and Mo Salah, I'm not sure, even started. Uh, he did not. So things are slightly different now. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know. It's uh, I, I understand the whole, like, I could see Crystal Palace scoring, um, but, I mean... It, I can't be that. I'm not so confident that I'm going to be like, oh, I need to go get Wilfred Zaha if he's fit or Townsend, you know, some of those guys. So um, we're going to talk about starting 11 later. Uh, but, you know, if I was in, if I'm, or I'm playing Saturday and there was not a single Crystal Palace player I ever considered. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I say there'll be goals is Crystal Palace have given up, I think, the fifth most goals uh, at home of any Premier League team. Yeah, I mean, so Liverpool's playing, not... so that's enough for me. You, you, that was enough to convince me that there'll be goals. I understand. Yeah, and Liverpool have scored the most goals on the road. They've finally taken that crown from Manchester City. Wow. So, I mean, they, they're still 13 behind on goal differential, but uh, Man City is still the best road team. But yeah. um, for me, I just see goals because Crystal Palace give them up at home and Liverpool like to score them on the road. So it's, you know, it's not, it's not exactly a, a bad scenario here. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think that scenario, if they were playing on the moon, I'm pretty sure they'd score goals. So that would be a neutral site, Andrew. That's what I mean. I'm, yeah. You know, even if it was neutral site, I think there are going to be lots of goals. Yeah. I mean, the ball would definitely take off on the moon. Uh, one, uh, only 60% of gravity. You would think that it would take off. 
you would th- it wouldn't even come down. You want to, the, 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 those those howitzers that people like to shoot from like uh, twenty yards away. It's gonna right. be a long time before you get one of those back. Exactly. Yeah. That Wilfred Zaha shot that'll end up in Rosie actually is not even going to Rosie. It's just yeah, going to Ro- go. Ro- Rosie on the moon is Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what great analysis Science. we started off with today. Science. Yeah. Either way. Well, like, what are you going to say about this game? I mean, you're going to play the, everyone from Liverpool. I, I think the only question is who starts in the midfield. So, you know, if yeah, you're you somebody James who really Mil- likes James you Milner. James you James Milner this week, yeah. What was that? You ranked James Milner this week, yeah. even though he's classified as a defender. I'm assuming you think he's going to start at midfield. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, anytime he starts and I can, and he's in, and he's defender eligible. I mean, why not play him? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And then the the, the key thing, I, I don't know if I snuck this by you in the ranking because I didn't actually tell you I was doing it, but I put in Liverpool RB. Yeah, you didn't. I gave you Trent Alexander Arnold. Damn it. <laughs> I figured if I can get you with a Lonus Losel, I can maybe get you with a Liverpool RB. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jonas Losel, nice. <laughs> but no, I mean, obviously, whoever starts in defense is, I think, is a fine play, even away. Um, if Powell, I mean, you think Powell scores? How do you? Th- who? Who's the beneficiary there? Zaha. I'm still sticking on the Zaha train, yeah, okay. even though he only scores against Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Dominant That's the only reason Chelsea. why he's, he's, he's messy season. against Chelsea. <laughs> messy is messy against Chelsea too. That that as well, yes. Yeah. But he's well. We should note that Zaha is questionable with a knee injury, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah. The Ivorian Messi. Yes. There you go. Ah <laughs> uh, man, so it feels so good to be back. Either way, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> we can move on now safely, I believe. Because uh, I don't think we believe that uh, Christian Benteke has any kind of value here. Or... Revenge game. Ugh. Some did value. Not miss, did not miss that. Uh, it... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we will really move on because Chris Hewton's side, Brighton, take on a Leicester side who, you know, uh, just kind of stumbling in the, in the toils of mid-table. Yeah, that's kind of what happens this time of year, but um, you – I was kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, does Mares like have to play well to like justify the move that he is inevitably going to try to get again in the summer? And um, I don't think he does. I don't think there's anything he can do now to make the situation any better or worse. Am I under underplaying that? No, no. And you know, you know, as much as people are banging on Everton for how badly they're doing, that's just it. I mean, it's. Leicester have the same number of points, even though they have a much better goal differential, which yeah. is kind of strange. <laughs> it just it just, it, it just means that either Everton are gonna, I mean, Everton are gonna drop a lot more, or that Leicester are gonna separate, uh, uh, or Leicester are gonna separate from Everton. Why does it mean that? Uh, over you know, sample sizes, you know, dictate that goal differential is a very, very good indicator of where you fall on the table. So just, you know, just not enough weeks, I feel like, to really separate. I mean, thirty-eight is a pretty good sample size over. No, no, no. I mean, from now until the end of the season, like there, there's just not enough game weeks left for there to be for. I feel like for Leicester and Everton to have like a significant differential from now on. I mean, point be, differential. I mean, to be fair, the difference between eighth and seventeenth is ten points, right? Like, like, like you can separate in the standings even with just like couple a couple of game weeks. Okay, I took that as like a point separation. No, well, okay. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I mean, you, would you say that there's a decent number of a decent amount of separation between like Watford and Leicester? I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, I that's would. only four points. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like uh, it, 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 sometimes the perception on the field is different than the perception on the points table. Yeah, like, that's it, fair. It, would you rather have Pascal Gross or anybody from Leicester? Rars. Okay. Let, let me rephrase. Um, is Gross second or is he third? It's uh, third okay. because I still want Jamie Vardy because yeah. he scores against everybody. Mm. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a knock against Pascal Gross. It's just the other two are better. Yeah, and Pascal Gross. I mean, 
I've, I've been very slow to a, adapt past Pascal Gross, but I have no problem if you ranked him second above above, Mar, above Vardy, but I would have an issue if you tried to rank him above Mares. There is somebody in this game who has more goals than Mares. That's not Jamie Vardy. <sighs> Glenn Murray. <laughs> just saying? Uh, yeah, you can continue to just say, I, I will not. No, so you, someone else will have to deal with. Uh, well, if you beat me with Glenn Murray's and Troy Deeney's and the like, good, good for you. I'm ha- I'm happy for you. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waver from my elite forward strategy. Five goals in his last six. Yeah, how many of them are penalties? Uh, goals are goals, Mike. <laughs> Harry Maguire is not exactly you know, a rock in the middle there for not avoiding crushing penalties. it right now. Not crushing it. <laughs> Is Harry Maguire? <laughs> that is one hundred percent truth. I think Ben Chilwell has more people excited than Harry Maguire of late from yeah. the Leicester. Chilwell defense. looks good. I feel bad for yeah. Christian Fuchs. I, I don't no, feel you, bad, but no, you don't. No. Yeah, he'll just be in the NFL one year earlier. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. He'll be. I, I will draft Christian Fuchs the minute he signs for an NFL team. Nice. Because people are going to be like, "Oh, he played soccer." I'm like, "Yeah, he hits the ball really far." Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has a whole career in kicking a ball. Why would he be a good kicker? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Just like a uh, uh, young uh, young Huey Koo. Sure. The Chargers kicker who was yeah. terrible at the beginning of last season. No, you're not. You're not helping Christian Fuchs's case here. <laughs> I know that. That little bit of sarcasm. Is there a, he was third, a, he is was there a fourth YouTube kicking sensation? Is there a fourth player you'd consider in this game? No. Okay. Uh, I, I no. I mean, because I'm not going to take Glenn Murray. You can. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Are you? Would you? Uh, I mean, are you saying that you would tip Glenn Murray? No, uh, I'm no, sure no, that people no. would like to know because they appreciate your smart analysis no, better than my personal. Uh, I'm good on Glenn Murray. The one I would think of, which is kind of funny because it seems like he has become kind of valuable in every format except FPL. Like literally any of them: DraftKings, FanDuel, Starting Eleven, EFSA, Taga is Wilfred and Didi. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he's, a, it's he's, a very odd. Like, he's valuable, particularly to Leicester, leads the league in tackles, and By he's just worthless margin. on FPL. Uh, Wilfred Ndidi has been unlucky, too, offensively. He's had a few shots that really should have gone in, and they've either hit the inside of the post or a goalie's made a tremendous save. He's, I mean, he's actually been involved offensively, he too. Been, it's yeah. just... But but it's, it's just not... It's not working for him recently, and that stuff tends to even out. I mean, he... I mean, I'm not going to... Project, I'm not going to try to predict which game week he may just like score a goal or two as well. Uh, but it, him scoring twice in a game from here to the end of the season wouldn't shock me. Uh, I I don't disagree. I think two is actually a decent over under for goals for Indeedy. For Indeedy, uh, Indeedy is now the clubhouse leader in mo- most shots without a goal this season in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. Uh, he's and like, and like I said, he's been unlucky. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he just like takes dribblers. He it's not like he's helping cutting the grass from thirty yards away. <laughs> but you know, it, it, that stuff will always even itself out if he continues to get the opportunities. So I, I'm right. not, I'm not gonna try to, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to predict which week it is. But I'm sure two two goals from here to the end of the season to me is not unheard of for him. I think that's reasonable. Uh, with that compliment, I'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United are at home taking on Swansea. Uh, Swansea are the team that everyone likes, apparently, at the lower part of the table, or now not no longer at the lower part of the table. My Twitter feed always blows up when Swansea does something good. I don't know it does why. It seem like people get overly excited. And, yeah. and that's coming from somebody who has gotten overly excited about Swansea this year. But, yeah, I don't uh, – it's weird. No Jordan Ayew, oh. though. That's – I don't know. <laughs> does that take the wind out, out of your sails? Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Manchester United's um, Paul Pogba looked way better in a France shirt. He usually did, though. I don't think he has like this huge thing of patriotism that he just really tries when he puts on a France shirt. No, I think he just likes being around all the guys on the France team instead of Jose Mourinho. Yeah, well, you know, maybe Seems he'll like get a fun Griez- group. Yeah, maybe he'll get Griezmann next year. He might. Yeah. Manchester United are much more interesting to me in the months of July. Yeah, <clears> excuse <they> me. <laughs> in the months of July and January than they are in every other month. Yeah. Um, I do 
think that he should be back in the 11, but I've said, you know, you, everybody has been saying that for three weeks, three game weeks now. So it's not that like makes it make it matters you, you what we say. Paul Pogba is not a bench player on any team in the world. Right. Right. Um, I, Marcus Rashford getting back in, like, I don't know what transpired that made him lose his starting spot or what happened to get it back, but he looks awesome. Like he's, He's the guy. He now looks like the guy that we were all like, "Oh, it would be great if he played more and and got opportunities with guys like Romelu Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez." And there it is. Yeah, and Paul Pogba behind them would also right. work out very nicely yeah. too. I think they're going to do. I mean, there are pre- predicted lineups everywhere, but I was very intrigued by the one that had Alexis Lukaku and Rashford up front, Pogba kind of right behind them, and then Matic and Fellaini. Like, I think that's exactly the team that would actually destroy Swansea. Yeah, except I would take Fellaini out for McTominay. You would, but that's fine. Maddich and McTominay have done well together. They have, but it's a it's still Mourinho and Fellaini. I'm, I'm aware he hates young players, and Mourinho hates it, young I, players. I think it's less about hating young players and more that he has this obsession with Mero and Fellaini. It makes, like, David Moyes' love for Mero and Fellaini seem so weak. Yeah, no, totally fair. If you, um, so I wrote the starting 11 article yesterday. We have a weekly article now to help people on starting 11. Um, I'll just give some more background. Um, starting 11, we had have previously talked about on the podcast. They are now back because they have a new version of their app that uh, is open for cash games. So they have, you can play literally four cash and head to heads, 50 50s, winner take all. You can go to starting11.io, that's starting11.io, to download the app on iOS and Android. On Starting 11, you build an 11-player roster with no salary cap restrictions. And the best part of it is that uh, if anybody gets hurt or substituted off or you get a red card, Starting 11 lets you do up to three substitutions Excuse me, in your uh, lineup. So literally, if somebody gets sent off, you can sub them off for somebody else in a different game uh, at the same time, and you get the points from there. Um, so your day is not ruined on that, on that red card or the poor play. Um, so head over to starting11.io to download now on your iPhone or Android device. But I wrote the article and because you can have anybody, it's like, well, everybody's going to have Manchester United this week or city or Liverpool. And my thought was like, you probably given the other, you know, that Liverpool and city are available. You probably don't want Alexis and Lukaku. Or and Rashford, you probably want Pogba, but uh, Matic is actually awesome on starting eleven based on their scoring. Um, so, what United guys do you take? Lukaku. Yep. Alexis. So you take both. You get three forwards for the entire week, and you use two of them on Manchester United. Uh, it's a it's well. I mean, the the, the I mean, it, it, here's the reason why. You're not going to take. I mean, the only, I mean, the other option. Salah is a forward. Mm, mm, yeah, that that may Sorry. kick Alexis out. Right. Yeah, that may that might kick Alexis out. That kicks Alexis the, out before Lukaku. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like how Lukaku will score goals. Okay. I so, guess they have a they they give you half a point for every dual one. So all the aerials that Lukaku has, although Alexis will take people on. Like their scoring system is a little is much deeper than FPL, which makes it actually interesting to play as opposed to FPL. But well, I had I, a tough just, time with it. Yeah, I mean, I would because the reason why is because we'll get to this game later. But Obama Yang is a nice option this week. He's he's not on this. He's it's a oh, it's only it's only Saturday, Saturday yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so then, but the, I mean, the reason why, the reason why. You know, I would I would hesitate because if on city forwards is because you know it's probably going to be Gabriel Jesus. I don't disagree. So it gives you pause, mm-hmm. I mean, even though he even though Jesus I think believe he scored in the one nil victory for Brazil. I think he scored the he goal. Did. Um, it's. I get it. I get it. <laughs> It, it it gives me pause I, if because especially in this format you want to go with the like with no salary cap you want to go with like the guaranteed thing and you're calling Romelu Lukaku guaranteed 
uh, against a bad team, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mosala, uh, I mean, Mosala and Lukaku, and then basically it's Jesus or Alexis for me now. Okay. I get it. Firmino also an option. You probably don't want Firmino and yeah, I don't Salah. want both. I'd rather take I'd rather take Salah and Mane because of the position. Salah, Mane's a midfielder. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'd rather spread it out over a couple positions. Yeah. And I believe in uh, starting eleven. You can only have three or four from one team. Right. Right. I think it's. Oh, you have to have at least three teams represented. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. You have to have at least three teams represented. Mm -hmm. Because I remember taking a whole bunch of city players. You just take them all. Yeah. You can't do that. (laughs) Which is fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. What else we got? We got uh, Newcastle at home against Huddersfield. That's my alarm wow. to talk about. Is the Newcastle, Newcastle alarm? Yeah. 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 It's, I have to be constantly reminded to talk about this game. <laughs> Uh, so Newcastle are at home taking on Huddersfield um, in a game that will produce lots of snoring and yawns, and you might need alarms just to stay awake. Um, I suppose. I suppose we got two very good bald footballers in this game. That's what I have to say about it. From the back, from the top of their heads, do you think you could figure out who Aaron Moy and who John Joe Shelby were? No. I don't think so. I'd have to see a profile shot because of the nose on John Joe. Yeah, no, that's cheating. Either back of the head or the top of the head. They're exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Moy's and the cool thing about starting 11, though, by the way, going back to starting 11, is back to that red card thing. You can more safely play John Joe. Yeah, absolutely. You always have that thought of like when you when you roster John Joe Shelby anywhere, and you're like, ugh. But here, you're all right. Go for it. You're more all right. You're not all right. But like, you're okay. Correct. You'll get everything. uh, I mean, you'll still get the red card. (laughs) There are negative points for a red card. But at least you won't have a zero from then on. Yeah. And you'll have every other team to choose from at the time. You know, pretty much every other team to choose from. You can put in, uh, you know, you can put in Matt Ritchie if you wanted to. You can put in, uh, you can put in a Riyad Mahrez if you didn't already have him. Right. Right. That kind of thing. I love Mahrez on starting 11 this week. Yeah. All right. On the Huddersfield side, outside of Aaron Moy or John Joe Shelby, if you want to combine them as one person, uh, I don't see anything here. Like a lot of people, I know we ranked Mounier probably pretty highly just because he's playing against an okay opponent. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't love anyone. I mean, if, it just seems like the Huddersfield guys are all the same. Like no matter where they play, you're probably expecting roughly the same number of total fantasy points from Tom Ince, Alex Pritchard, Rajiv Van Lepara, Colin Quainer. They're all slightly behind Moy. Jonathan Hogg is there for, you know, the FanDuel that has more defensive stats, but even he's not even that good for other formats like that. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's the way. I, that's the way I, I think of this game. Yeah, uh. it's, it, it, there are two teams that you consider against other bad teams, which they the, this is, uh, and yet I still can't get overly excited about it because it just doesn't seem like like when with Newcastle we used to have like all right you go with Matt Ritchie because you know that's what he's going to do, and then that kind of fell off. Kennedy took over, but Ritchie's still there and Shelby's still there to take some set pieces away. And Huddersfield, it's like. Moy is good. He's also quite. He also picked up a knock over the international break, and everyone else is just kind of the same. So, I just two teams I really can't get excited about, and I'm kind of thankful they're playing each other so that I can just move on. I just wish that there was someone named Sum in this game, so I can say Sum is good, but Moy is better. There you go. So this game can't even live up to those no, expectations. Can't even, yeah, no, can't even get a pun out of this game. No, no, that's how bad it is. No, it's bad. All right, let's go on to another bad game then, shall we? It's Watford at home against Birdmouth. Um, uh, Watford uh, cruising to the end, maybe? Uh, they don't really have anything to fear right now. Birdmouth do still uh, in the table. So, I mean, I, uh, eh, I mean it's all – it's also – I, I – I, uh, I would say I, I when I say that even that they have something to fear in the table they have the same number of points like 
they're the tenth and eleventh ranked team. Like this is just this is typical. This could either be the worst game ever played, or it could be really competitive because they just want to finish above each other and get the extra like two million pounds. I can't. I mean, so little of that money goes to the players, if any. So like, I'm not sure that motivation is even there for them. I do know that Burnmouth pretty much always score and never get shut out, and Watford score and sometimes get shut out. They lost 8 nothing cumulatively to Arsenal and Liverpool in their last two. They were both away, though, and they had clean sheets in their um, previous two home matches, so there's that. But I feel like I'd be perfectly content playing any of Callum Wilson, Jordan Ibe, Junior Stanislas. Um, Burnmouth looks like they could be without Simon Francis and Adam Smith, which kind of shuffles things a little bit because both of those guys play basically at right back. So they might go three in the back with Ryan Frazier as a wing back, which they've done a few times this year. But I'm not sure any of that makes me be like, oh, let me go get Troy Deeney or Richarlison. I'll put it this way. Would you rather take a player from Newcastle Huddersfield or this game? This game. And particularly Burnmouth. Yeah, you like love I, Burnmouth. I, I do. I I do. I do. I think some enough of their players are are weekly in my thoughts of do I want to play these guys that yeah. I would do that this week. My Chelsea bias says Kennedy is ranked first in these two games. I don't think that's wrong. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, I I, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I, 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 I do admit, though, it is a Chelsea bias that mm-hmm. I like him a lot more. Yeah. I hope he yeah, gets I'm not sold to pick, a good place. And I'm not going to pick Nathan Ake. Right. I hope he gets sold to a nice place this summer so that he can actually like continue to play. Because we both know he's never playing at Chelsea. Depends who the manager is. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and you know it doesn't. You know my policy. I want to see the young players play for right. the actual team. Right. So you should start cheering for actual teams that play their young players. Could you imagine Go get that a Chelsea shirt. team that has current day Kevin De Bruyne and current day Mo Salah There's and, and current Lukaku. day Romelu Lukaku? Yeah. <clears throat> Could you imagine? I think they would be pretty good. Yeah. As I also don't think any of them it, would have developed correctly without it's at, staying, well, so. I, here's My point is that if you have the talent, develop the talent and use it yourself. Like, uh, I'm just saying, <clears throat> I don't think anybody, anybody expected De Bruyne and Salah to be this good. So it's, uh, I mean, you'd be like, well, they really missed that one. It's like, well, if you showed me a bunch of people who were like, they really should have held on to them, then fine. But nobody th- thought that. Yeah, nobody I, thought that even when, when they came back to the Premier League. Nobody expected those you two did. to be the best players in the Premier League. You expected Mo Salah to be. Uh, not this good. Mm. I mean, no, no one can expect anyone to be this good. <laughs> like, that's unreasonable. Really? Yeah, to treat it like it's La Liga? Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. <sighs> Bitter. West Brom are at home against Burnley. Uh, I'm... Still on the train, even though Burnley got three points last time out. Um, uh, Burnley are on flip-flops alert, uh, flip-flops and swimsuits alert. So even Mike, against the side like West Brom. Like five goals in two games. They hit 40 and they opened up. Game we, you know on. What, you, know what, you know, when we talked about when they first got to 40 points, we we're like, what if they just change style yeah. and do all that yes. attack and just see how that works? It's working. <laughs> Chris Wood is back now. Mike, they are going to... <laughs> They're going to storm the rest of this league. All right. This will be the game where I either pivot off my stance or I will stay on it. I still think that Burnley are going to continue to be the low scoring and probably now lower effort team. And their system, you can't have lower effort. That's, so, that's true. Um, but I, I'm going to disagree. I, I I will likely be wrong, just like how I was wrong uh, as uh, last time we spoke with Wilfred Saha outscoring Sadio Mane. Yes, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that happens this week? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. 
Um, <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I think there are five guys I would play in this game. So uh, Berg Goodmanson, Chris Wood if he starts, mm-hmm. Ashley Barnes, Matthew Lowton. No, not Lowton. Oh, so you're not going to trust the Burnley defense? No, I'm not. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Aaron Lennon? You're done with Burnley. Okay. And Solomon Rondo. Mm-hmm. And Brunt. Oh, okay. Could you yeah. imagine when this season started and I told you that by game week 32 I would try to play five guys from West Brom Burnley? How many goals does Rondon have? Oh, like probably three. <laughs> uh, he has five. He has five goals, and everyone is so excited. Five. You ranked him like fifth. Uh, yeah, I mean, home against the team that gives up the most shots, and they, they're they desperate. They need to score. I'm in. The guy has been good. You do realize Omar Niaf has more goals than him. Yeah, I mean, what are what are goals really like? As does as does Steve Mounier and Shinji Okazaki. Uh, in fairness, Okazaki had like three of them, and did he have a hat trick? Do you have four? Uh, uh, how about this? Charlie Austin has more goals. Yeah, well, Charlie Austin is an elite goal scorer. I think you're you're, oh, wait, you're going here's the one. you're going about here's this wrong one. when you should be like here's the one. Philippe Coutinho has more goals. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> and he was a hundred a hundred and thirty million dollar transfer. He should have more goals. Chicharito has more goals. Same thing. Chicharito is better than Solomon Rondon. Abdullahi Jacore. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get there. <laughs> Luka Milivojevic uh, has more all goals. penalties though. All penalties. <laughs> Oh, so now now it's not now goals aren't just goals, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it, Mike. Okay. I I, I ranked Salomon Rondon two weeks ago mm-hmm. as the as the ninth best forward because only eight teams were playing. Right. <laughs> it was painful. Yeah, he had an it assist was... in that game, by the way. Uh, thank you. That's good enough for ninth for me. <laughs> I called it. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I I need I need a word from a sponsor. <laughs> I need one. I can't talk about Solomon Rondo for this long. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. All right, and we are back, and I am now recharged from my at least, like, 15 seconds of non-Solomon Rondon talk, and now we can move on to West Ham at home against Southampton. Uh Southampton, they had a chance to sign Marco Silva as their manager, and they said, nope, Mark Hughes. Um, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. It's it's really, really strange to me. Um, I get it. It happens in every sport. It's it's really annoying. Um, It seems to, maybe because there are fewer teams in the Premier League than there are in American sports, professional sports leagues, that the number of guys is... The number of teams is obviously smaller, so the the guys just kind of retread more often. But I just don't understand how you look at at um, Mark Hughes and you're like, this is the guy who's going to save us. And Southampton needs saving. Yeah, they are in the relegation zone today. Ugh. Two points out of safety. In fair, I basically feel like they should be relegated um, because of signing him. And, and you know who they're two points behind? 
no. West Ham. Oh, well, yeah. This is a huge, huge game, yeah. relegation game. Southampton is actually favored in this game. How does that happen? I don't know. I mean, West well, Ham have been pretty awful. But... But, when Pellegr- but when Pellegrini gets to West Ham, everything will be fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they stay up, Moyes, has- Moyes stays. That's a done deal. Uh, not to me. If Pellegrini is an option, no, it's not a done deal. Absolutely not. How is he not an option? He's he's without a job right now. So yeah, but if does he want to stoop to be at West Ham? <laughs> stoop. That's a that's a ma- that's a major step down. From Southampton? No, 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 not Pellegrino. Pellegrini. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he would never take that job. Yeah, but the rumors have it that he's like their top option. Like he's oh, their I'm sure. top. Yeah, he, he's right behind. To pay yeah. him the moon. Is yeah. Ancelotti next? Sure. Yeah. Ugh, no thanks. Anyway, um, Antonio Conte will be next after that. So, yeah, somebody um, pointed this out the other day that um, in Hughes's first match, which was an FA Cup match, um, Ward Prowse and uh, Redmond did not start, and Dusan Tadic did, and Tadic took all set pieces, and it was like that's how annoying Mark Hughes is that he's now like, oh, let's make Dusan Tadic our guy now. That should work. Like, uh, I don't want to have to think about Dusan Tadic anymore. I was very content never thinking about him every week. And now we're back. <laughs> Just relegated this would, team already. What would be more annoying if Patrick Van Onholt started to be relevant again or Dusan oh, Tadic? Gosh. Um, Tadic. Only that's, because Van Onholt's a, a defender. That's, that's, that's like, a whatever. Le- this is a level I haven't seen from you before. This is this is bordering on my emotional response. Well, I mean, Van Anhold is easily ignorable because we're like, oh, it's a defender, like anything, whatever. Like Tadic plays like an important role for a team that like should be attacking a lot. Like you actually have to consider that. Have to? Yeah, you have to think about it. Van Van Anhold's a defender. There's nothing for me to be like, oh, I gotta get Van Anhold this week. But if there's like a, a like if there's a great matchup for Crystal Palace, I, there's never going to be or any team. There's never going to be a situation where I'm like the defender is the first guy I'm going to get. Doesn't even matter. Marcus Alonso could score 19 straight games, and I'd probably still be like, no, give me Willian or Hazard or anybody else. So that's why I picked Tadic to be the more annoying. Well, West Ham, who knows? Lanzini's questionably picked up a knock playing for. Um, Playing internationally, so do we get a bigger Michael Antonio game? I kind of like the Lanzini, uh, Jao Mario, Antonio, Arnautovic attack. Yeah, but it's just, I, I, we just haven't seen enough. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, no, it, the, what's what's weird about West Ham, right? Is we're like, oh, they're at home; they'll score. No, they've scored exactly a goal a game at home. Exactly one goal. Yeah, they're, a game. Just, they're they're not a very good team, and I'm I'd love to, I should blame Moyes because that's kind of what I do. They have plenty of good enough players to be much better than they have been. <clears throat> Pellegrini, jeez. Maxi Allegri not available after he leaves Juve to come uh, to West Ham. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's ugh, ugh. It's all bad. It's all bad every way you look at it. Yeah, I would play everybody in this game though. If yeah, I, had I mean, them. South, I mean Southampton in, in in fourteen games they've given up twenty three. It looks like right. Yeah, yeah twenty three on the road. I yeah, mean, but they, but Mark Hughes is there now, Mike. Now it's okay. The stabilizing forces come. The, <laughs> the time for those the Guido scared, Carrillo hat tricks. The scared children of the Southampton of the Southampton first team are now held to the yeah. secure the secure bosom of Mark Hughes. There you go. Patted gently on the head, telling them everything's gonna be all right, son. Like, no, I don't see that narrative at all. Mm. Charlie Austin might be back though. I think that changes everything. Would you rather so, Michael Antonio or anybody from Southampton? <sighs> I'm, this is a big if. If Mike, if Mike, if Michael Antonio plays ninety minutes, I'll take him. Okay, so you're not taking him. Great. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, 
You need, you need, uh, but actually, if you play 70 minutes. He did play 90 last time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, that, that's a big if, though. They lost 3 nothing. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not going to. To burn. <laughs> okay. <sighs> yes, that is true. I'm it still was, in the but... in the Jao Mario, Lanzini, and Arnautovic ahead of Antonio. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not going to argue with you. I have a personal bias that I want to see Michael Antonio. Sure. You know, I think he's the next evolution of soccer player mm. because he's just so strong. Like he has tree trunks for legs, and he can still run really fast. Mm. And rubber bands for. And rubber bands for, for 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 yeah, <laughs> for the connective tissue. <laughs> connective tissue will get you every time. Okay, the last game of the Saturday slate. It's. Um, a blowout. It's Manchester City uh, involved, so it's Manchester City traveling to Everton. Big Sam, not in the face, is going to be yelling. He'll just be having to drown all of his sorrows in his pints of wine that he consumes before, during, and after games. Uh, I think this game might be closer than that. Well, are you so like 4-1? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like coming out of the international break, I'm not sure anybody from Everton actually played, <laughs> so they're like well-rested. Everybody from Man City plays for their international team. So um, I think it'll be one of those like dominant Man City games, but it will not be like, like I think it might just be like 2 nothing. But they'll have like 75, 80% possession. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe not that much even. Like Everton, I think Big Sam gets them to put up a fight. They'll lose that fight, but I think they'll, they'll put one up. And Jesus fight- starting, I like, I just think they're, better with Aguero um and you know I just they're they obviously want to to win as quickly as possible win the title as quickly as possible but like I said they're coming out of the international break they got Champions League next week I'm not sure if that one is at home otherwise it's a long trip to Liverpool um (laughs) but I don't know I I just don't see this I, I wish Manchester United were more of a attacking juggernaut because I would be like, oh, you definitely want more United and City, but because that situation is better. Like, do you think Manchester City scores more goals at Everton or Liverpool at Crystal Palace? Liverpool at Crystal Palace, right. but I think it's more to do with Palace than it has to do with anything else. Um, that's fair. Uh, it's, it's not really, a, you know, they're similar. They're similar. um there's similar outputs in offense, Liverpool and Man City. Not actually, I don't even know if that easy, that's even true. <laughs> I, to be honest, it just I, mean, like, I, I think Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, no, excuse me. I think Everton not, put up a better yeah, fight. It's not. First of all, it's not. Manchester City have scored uh, twelve more goals than Liverpool. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, what do you mean? Of course. Like <laughs> because they they, they they blitz this league. Of course they have. It, oh yeah, and Manchester City has a game in hand and twelve more goals. Right. So I'm just saying, man. Like, Manchester, this I, if Manchester City score early, it'll be ugly. That's the way I'll put it. Mm-hmm. And the only fight that Big Sam wins or gets to show is a bare knuckle boxing match. That's pretty much it. I think that actually gives him a little too much credit, but whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, all right. Let's go on to the last two games of the weekend. And uh, Arsenal take on Stoke at the Emirates. At the Emirates, yes, they play there. That airline is what they use. Uh, so uh, Arsenal and Stoke, uh, it, Obama Yang, Ozil, uh, Mkhitaryan, whoever starts, basically. And I don't, I'm not going to shy away from Jordan Shakiri still in, in this matchup. Okay. I still think it's Arsenal, like three one. Okay, I would, I, I wouldn't touch him, but that's fine. I understand why you would. Not like yeah, you, I mean, but like somebody. <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal, like they're not a defensive juggernaut. Let's be honest here. Yeah, and they've got some injuries in the back as well. So um, when have we heard that before? Yeah, it doesn't that doesn't help? But I mean, they're still significantly better than. They're Stoke leaps City. and bounds better than Stoke, right? Well, Hundred um, percent. Arsenal this year have not shown that they can keep clean sheets for one, and then secondly, 
they haven't actually shown that they can consistently win against lower opposition either this season either. Like let, let let's let's call it what it is. Mm-hmm. They usually do at home though. That fair enough. They, they're they are much better at home than on the road. Yeah. No, I'm saying uh, they usually win uh, at home against low level clubs. That's what I meant. Yeah, no, no, that, that's and that's what I meant by they're better at home. Like yeah. they get better results at home than they do mm-hmm. on the road. But it, it's meant more to them this year than in previous years, which is why everyone is calling for Wenger's head. Oh man, I don't know if this is a real sign or not, but I saw during the March for Our Lives coverage that someone had a Wenger outside. I saw that too. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was real either. Yeah, uh, it still made me laugh. Don't get me wrong, but that would be hysterical. Arsenal Ooh. are marching for their lives too, apparently. Yeah. So if you are playing starting 11 on Sunday with this two-game slate, how much Arsenal do you take? Uh, I would take Obama Yang. I would take Ozil. Ozil over Mkhitaryan? I don't even know if you have to take. I don't know if you have to discriminate. So you take both? Uh, potentially. I mean, their matchup is way better than the next Stretch. matchup. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, I Check. Mean, it, it, uh, yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I would take Bellerin. I would take Kolasinic if he plays. Monreal if he if right, Kolasinic doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you, you have four though. I hope it's you don't. Now that I've said that. Yeah, as many as many as I think are are possible. Basically, yeah. I think there's going to be a heavy Arsenal tilt. Oh, of course, of course. Does Shakiri make it in ahead Doubtful. of anybody from Chelsea or Tottenham? Doubtful. No. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd still rather take the Williams or the Ericsons. Yeah. Or maybe the Hazards. You know, <laughs> spice it up a little bit. There you go. We're going out on a limb there. Yeah, I know. That's what I do. Do you want to get to that game, please? Can we? Yeah, I think Harry we Kane might be back. Stuff. Might be. Um, I can't find him. He's back, but uh, uh, Tottenham are. I mean, this is a game that Chelsea have. If they if they want to finish in top four, they have to get three points here. They have to have to have yes, to. Yes, absolutely. And that six would mean they would top of the table. That, six pointer. That's always fun. That would and that would mean they would take all six points from Spurs this year. Huh. In the league. Wow. Only they didn't drop games to Burnley. Um, who would you want first from this game for Chelsea? No one. <laughs> like I don't want anyone from Chelsea in oh. this game. I don't see them do performing that well. Hmm. If I had, if you know, gun to my head, I'm gonna say Eden Hazard just because he's, you know, the best, the most talented player. In a tough situation you must have found yourself in there. Um, over William. But- yeah, but that's my point. Like he hasn't been top performing as of late this year, mm-hmm. and he's showing the same like give up signs that he showed at the end of Mourinho's reign. A little bit, a little bit. You know, it makes me very nervous. So it would make me nervous as a fantasy owner going into the last, you know, uh, the what is it, six game weeks of seven game weeks of the season. That would make me nervous. Okay. What does it not make you nervous? Um, especially, especially in a World Cup year. Not, I'm not overly nervous. No, they've had a really tough schedule. Um, he was very good for the beginning of it, and not so great after that. (laughs) Not getting that, not not getting that much easier. Um, is it not after? I mean, obviously this week is. I mean, there, there. I mean, Chelsea are going to have to play against teams that will be trying, like really, really, really hard. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you're. And, and they're, they're, and they're they're playing for a top four spot, and from after Spurs, they have West Ham at home at Southampton. I know, and the, the, the only hard, the only hard game on paper after that is Liverpool. Right. I understand that's game week thirty seven. Right. Like I, I I I totally get it. I, 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 Chelsea, I mean Chelsea are not impressive right now. They just aren't. Like when they when they beat well, it was Palace right two one yeah like it was two one. <laughs> <laughs> like come on like what are we talking about here and palace had a chance to equalize at the end too yeah they did like this is not this is not last year's chelsea this is not a team that puts anybody away or runs away from anybody 
That's fair. And they can't and they they also can't lock they can't lock it down. Like if they get up one nil, they can't just say, Nope, you're not scoring the rest of the day. Can't do that either. Would you rather Erickson over Hazard? I don't know. Son? Well, Son, it's it's always going to depend where he plays. If he's going to play as the false nine with Kane doesn't play, or if he's going to play out wide where he's been better. So you wouldn't play him if you don't like him as a false nine? No, not as much. Okay. It's not his role. It wasn't Hazard's, and he was awesome. No, he wasn't. (laughs) He was awesome once. You're you're looking at it from a... Chelsea oh, standpoint, standpoint and not a yeah. fantasy standpoint. Yeah, yeah. No, Hazard has been very yeah. good as a false nine. Yeah, because he probably create he probably does like take ons and stuff like that. He scores goals. He scores some goals. Yes, he's not like a he's 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 done that a couple of times. I mean, it's not like it's a consistent thing. I mean, there's all in the games where they play against any kind of talented opponent, he never touches the ball because he can't <clears> win the he can't win aerial duels, and Chelsea don't play it out of the back well enough to actually get him the ball when they do so. Um, I think you are just ignoring facts. I, I mean, I, I might be doing this based on the results and of the especially you are. When, you are. Well, the first game against Barcelona, he touched the ball three times. Um, he had an assist. He touched the ball three times. Two shots and an assist <laughs> created three chances. That's not enough. Drew five fouls. That's a good game. Scored twice as a false nine against Roma. Ugh. I'm just saying it's it's people are people are looking at Chelsea's results to justify some sort of negative opinion on Eden Hazard's false nine effectiveness. It's and we shouldn't best. care. It's not his best role. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> but to say that he's not good at it or that he I'm not can't saying he's a, not I'm not saying he's not good at it, but it's not maximizing his uh, it's not maximizing his thing. His I, I, thing. It's not maximizing his talent. I read the word thing somewhere. Yeah. Um, I oh, I understand that, but I badly. think the results are getting in the way. I think the team results are getting in the way of Hazard's fantasy production in that position. Not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm uh, I'm totally skewed by that. Okay. I'm just down on Chelsea in general because of, you know the early signs were there that this was going to be a repeat of two seasons ago. I mean, it's just what happens after you win the title. So, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you win the title, then you don't make the Champions League. Right. Totally, totally acceptable behaviors. Yeah. It is for Chelsea. Yeah. Spurs side. Um, you know, obviously this hinges on Harry Kane, right? A little bit. I, I can't it, fathom he plays. I really yeah, so, or starts enough. So I think so. He plays the false nine ahead of Urente as a real nine, and I think this game should be fun. I. I. As, I think a, as a neutral, I, don't think, I think it'll be fun. I don't think it's going to be fun to watch. I don't think there's going to be a ton of great football being played. I think it's going to be a little sloppy. Mm. I think just the opposite. Like I think this is going. To, these are two good teams, despite what you think about Chelsea. I think these are two very good teams, and this is not a. And Mourinho's not involved, so I think it should be. Oh fun. no, but Conte's been worse. <laughs> Conte has refused to break any kind of shape. Uh, when, right, but they when, can't when, stop anybody, so there'll be goals. Yeah, but, neutral site uh, goals. Let, let, no, I mean, remember <laughs> neutral site. Remember when? Um, remember, remember the game against Manchester City, right? Like they, I mean, they were down one nil against City, and then they weren't even pressing until City got to the attacking third. It was pathetic. I guess. I guess. I mean, I, I really do think that Chelsea are going to try to make this game as ugly as possible. Okay, that's fine. It'll, they'll I'll suck respectfully all the- disagree. I, th- I really do think that Chelsea are going to try to suck all the fun out of this game on Sunday. Okay. And maybe as an April Fool's joke, they'll score a goal. There you go. And on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, be sure to catch all of the MLS and the DFS uh, soccer stuff that we have going on throughout the week. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next week when we discuss game week number 33 on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Brought to you by Starting Eleven. Thanks, Starting Eleven. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.